0: Let's turn to the word of God then, please, if you will. Will you turn with me to Peter's epistle again, his first epistle? We have looked at Peter's four precious points. We have looked at precious faith. The precious blood. And then there are two more. One is precious Jesus. That's this morning. Precious Jesus. And of course, the last, which we won't be able to do here, is the precious promises. And all the promises of God in him are yea and amen. Everything centers on the Lord Jesus Christ. The whole of scripture. He hath a preeminence in all things. And so we're going to look at precious Jesus this morning. 1 Peter chapter 2. And just for time's sake, please, if you would let your eye run down to verse 4. To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by jesus christ wherefore also it is contained in the scripture behold i lay in Zion a chief cornerstone elect precious that's the second mention of precious in our reading so far on the preciousness of christ elect precious and he that believeth in him shall not be confounded unto you therefore which believe he is precious but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed the same is made the head of, a corner, of the corner. And the stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Will you pray with me for a moment? Eternal Father, we do indeed thank you for your precious word of truth. We thank you for your precious son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord, for everything that he has accomplished and done for us. We thank you for the precious blood that he shed. We thank you for the precious faith that you have imparted to us and imputed. And we thank you for the precious promises that are found in him, all the promises of God. Father, this very morning we pray that you would now use my mouth and my lips. Use me as a vessel to relay your word. And Lord, would you, by your spirit, may he move to every heart, into every life, to every person this morning. May Christ have the preeminence in our lives and may he become ever more increasingly precious to each and every one of us. Let him be seen and glorified today. Bless all who have come here this morning. And we pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would help and strengthen each and every one of them. For as our faces differ, so do our needs. And Lord, you know each and every need here today. And even those who are watching live or later. Bless and encourage, we ask you. For Jesus' name's sake, we pray. Amen. Notice here in our reading, in verse 4, the Lord Jesus is precious. He's, first of all, precious to God. Not only is he God in flesh, but he is precious to God. He's precious, in other words, to his Father. So he's precious to God. Verse 4 says, To whom, coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God, and precious. Do you know Christian, you'll find in your life that there are those who will disallow you, disavow you and they'll disallow you because you maybe not be who they want you to be nor you will not come up to their standard as it were. But you're not to be like other people. Maybe you've been disallowed by men, by people. But you're not here to come to others' standards. But rather, our pattern of standard is the Lord Jesus Christ. You may be disallowed by men, but you're elect and chosen of God, brother, sister. You are the elect, if you're a blood-washed, born-again child of God, you are chosen of God. You are the elect of God and so you are precious to God in Christ. Now we're going to follow this theme through and I'll bring it out at the very end probably before we finish this morning. So you may be disallowed by some people, but you are a child of God. You have been chosen of him from before the foundation of the world. Men are not our example as such, not their standard. But what the word of God says is, and we are to follow the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice here the preciousness of the Son of God to the Father. While men disallowed Christ, while men rejected the Lord Jesus Christ, While men hated the Lord Jesus Christ, refused the Lord Jesus Christ, while they slandered the Lord Jesus Christ, yet throughout all of it, he was elected of God, a man from among men. He was chosen of the Father. He was loved and precious to the Father. He said at, the, at his baptism in Jordan, the father said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The word beloved son is the words agapathos huios," and it means he is the one who is my mature son. He is my only son. He is my son. He calls the love out of my heart. That's what it means. He calls the love out of my heart, listen, because he is precious to me. That's what agape means. It is a love which is called out of the heart according to the preciousness of the object that is loved. Here the object was the Son of God. Here the object loved is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he calls the love out of the Father's heart. In other words, the Father's heart is united and tied with him. Because he knows no separation from him. And so he calls the love of the Father out to him. Being baptized in the River Jordan. The Father says, this is my only begotten Son in who I am well pleased. And then again on the mount, as we call it, the mount of transfiguration. In Matthew 17, he says, while Peter and James or John are up the mount with them and Jesus is transfigured before them, before them and Moses and Elijah are there appearing in a vision. Here the voice says, This is my beloved son, hear ye him. I am well pleased in him, and I hear ye him. It means, he calls the love out of my heart because he is so precious to me. And we will see that you, believer, are precious to your heavenly Father. You may be disallowed by men, rejected by men, hated by men, scorned by men, refused by men. You may be one who men want nothing to do with, because you don't meet their every whim and their need and their want. But God has chosen you. If you're Christ, and being in Christ, you are loved by your Father in heaven. So first of all, the Lord Jesus was precious to His Father. Secondly, He is precious to the church. The Lord Jesus is precious to the ecclesia, the called out ones. Look at verse 6, please. Wherefore, also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone, elect, precious. Notice, elect, precious. And he that believeth in him shall not be confounded. Here he is precious to the ecclesia, the called out ones of God, the church. He is precious because he is the chief cornerstone. So precious that our foundation is Christ alone. So precious that our capstone is Christ alone. And here the chief cornerstone we have where it would be set down. A chief cornerstone would be set down to bring Two parties together. Two houses of Israel were brought together. And also the man and the woman, the sinner away from God, brought together, reconciled. And the chief cornerstone was the strength of two meetings. And it also was a direction for that house which it was to be built upon. So in other words, here is the cornerstone. The two walls would meet together together. There is the plumb line and there is the other. And Christ is the chief cornerstone. He is precious to us in our faith because he has imputed in our lives. You didn't muster something up the day you were saved. You didn't muster something up to choose Jesus the hour that you came to Christ. No, brother, no, sister. You were regenerated by the Spirit. And you had imputed faith. The gift of grace was given to you. And by that faith you were able to call upon the name of the Lord and believe in him, in the Lord Jesus Christ. You're precious to him and he is precious to the church. He's precious to his father and he's precious to the church. He is precious to the called out ones. Notice here, he sets our path. He aligns us in the right direction. He is our foundation to keep us on a strong way. And so he is precious to us collectively this morning. We're here this morning in the rain. I can't put the Bible down there. Look, it's soaking wet. It's wet around here. You're here in the rain. You're here when an hour has been added forward to the clock when it knocks people off in their sleep. But why would you get up and why would you be here collectively together? And that is that we may be together because we are gathered on to our great shadow. We are gathered on to Christ who is precious to us collectively or even universally to the blood washed, Believers gathered together. The only reason we are here is because we're gathered unto him. He is precious to the church. Thirdly, he is precious to the individual believer. Note this, verse 7. Unto you, therefore, which belief. That's you this morning if you're a child of God. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. Now note the difference between the believer and the non-believer. Note the difference here between those who truly and sincerely and honestly have been the Calvary in repentance of sin. Who have been under the precious blood of Christ and who are washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, who are striving to follow him, to walk with him, and to serve him. Note the difference here. Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. Notice here there are those who rejected Christ, disallowed Christ. And brothers and sisters, don't expect the unregenerate to follow him, to understand you when you speak of the preciousness of the Lord Jesus to you. I don't know about you, but from the day and hour I got saved, yes, I grew to know him, and yes, I grew to love him, but I was grateful From where he plucked me from. As a brand from the burning. I was grateful and with a heart of gratitude to this very day. I am grateful to Christ. And all he has done for me. I am grateful and I reverence him. I respect him. But I love him. I love him. I love Jesus. And I am unashamed to say in front of all that I love the Lord Jesus Christ with every fiber of my being. And from the deep inner recesses of my spirit and within my soul, I love him. He is precious to me, personally to me. Can I ask you this morning, is he precious to you? Do you love him? Do you love him? You know, love is a real strong emotional choice. Love will make someone die for their country. Die for something they believe in. When a person falls in love, there's nothing they wouldn't do to try to please, to try to help, to show their love to the other, that whom they love. Because that person is precious to them. Is Christ like that to you this morning? Do you, do you have it within you, Brother? Not a condemnation, it's a question, sister. Do you have the passionate love in your heart for the Lord Jesus? Is he worth more than the world? Is he worth more than the trifling with the world? Is he worth more to you and your heart than all the world can afford? Can you sing like the old? Hymn writer said I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather have Jesus than riches or told. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or land. I'd rather be led by his nail scarred hands. Than to be the king of a vast domain. Or be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything. This world affords today. Is he precious to you personally, even privately and passionately? Do you love him? Do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? I love him. I love him. So this chief cornerstone whom Christ is, this chief cornerstone is the son of God. Loved by the father, loved by the church collectively. And he's loved by the believer individually. But notice for a few moments just. The chief cornerstone in verse 6. Will you turn with me to Psalm 118 please. And just bear with me for it's a bit difficult to get this with the wind blowing. Psalm 118. Will you let your eye run down? The verse 21. I will praise thee for thou hast heard me. Thou art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused has become the head of the corner. This is Christ a thousand years before He was born at Bethlehem. A thousand years prophesied through the spirit of prophecy. Notice verse 23. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Just to pause for a moment for you here. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? In that upper room, the same night on which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. Likewise, also after the same manner, he took the cup, and after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me, we're told. The same night when he instituted the Passover cup, which we had taken earlier, There, it is believed he sung the great Hallel. Psalm 113, finishing at Psalm 118. Think about this. The Lord Jesus Christ would sing, worshipping and praising his Father as a man going to a cross, yet God fulfilling everything. The disciples would be with him and he would sing these words. The stone which the builders refused has become the head of the stone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. Listen he would be rejected of men. Notice, he is despised, Isaiah would say, and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He is despised, and we esteemed him not. Then he goes on to say, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Brothers and sisters, Jesus sung about this, and praised about it. I've been rejected of men, but I'm, Chosen of God. I've been rejected of men. But I'm loved by my Father. I've been rejected of men. Singing about it. Fulfilling the prophetic word in it. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is Jehovah's doing. Yahweh's doing. The Father's doing, he says. He came to fulfill the Father's word and to keep the Father's law to do the Father's will and you and I might say and I'm guilty too of it I say it too and maybe a day like this we would say to one another oh it's wet and it's dreary one might reply this is the day which the Lord hath made we will rejoice and be glad in it I'm guilty of that too But the day, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Christ was taking it from Psalm 118. And there he was singing it in the upper room. What was the day? The day of his arrest. His betrayal. His trial. His kangaroo court. His whipping. His scourging, His bleeding. And his dying. This is the day he would sing. He would sing it while hanging from the cross, looking toward it. Lord, Father, you have given me this day to fulfill. You have given me this day. You have set this day from before the foundation of the world. And you have given my children unto me. And I will go to the cross. And I will bleed. And I will suffer And I will die giving my life freely that they might be saved. This is the day which the Lord hath made he would sing among his brethren there. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, to have a heart that we can rejoice in the face of adversity and rejection. To see the sovereignty Listen friend, brother, sister. Our God isn't sovereign just because we allow him. Then he isn't sovereign if he's dependent on that. Our God is sovereign because he is intrinsically sovereign. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Imagine the Savior singing this before he went out to Gethsemane. Before Judas Iscariot would lead the praetorium guard to arrest him. Before he would go to Calvary. What a savior. Oh he's precious to me. He's precious to us. He's precious to his father. Precious Jesus. If you will, look with me again, please. And go to Isaiah. Isaiah, please. Chapter 8. Verse 14. Notice here. And he shall be for a sanctuary, but for a stone of stumbling and for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel. For a gin and for a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Notice here the stone which brings the two together is Christ. Everything, the precious promises of Christ. Everything to do with our salvation and our redemption, our reconciliation, our justification. And we could go on. Is found in this cornerstone. Our direction in life and for eternity. It's found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Our cornerstone. Moving quickly, will you go to chapter 28? Isaiah 28. The wind's blowing, the pages are sticking together, so bear with me. Verse 16, please. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, that he that believeth should not make haste. Here's the prophetic word, and Peter is drawing from it. 1 Peter chapter 2 in our reading. He's drawing from Isaiah here. He draws from Psalm 118. He draws it and he shows the preciousness of the Savior. The preciousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is precious to his Father. Jesus is precious to us in our precious faith. uh, Through the precious blood. He's precious to the ecclesia, the church. He's precious to the believer who is saved. Oh, precious Jesus. How could we ever have thought of skipping this Wonderful topic today, to lift up the Son of God. Notice here, when we go then, back to our reading. The Lord Jesus Christ, he's the chief cornerstone in Psalm 118 and verse 2. He's the stumbling block from Psalm eight, or pardon me, Isaiah 8 and verse 14. He is the foundation stone in, in Isaiah 28 and 16. He's a supernatural stone in the book of Daniel, on chapter 45 or verse 45. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream: the man with the head of gold, and the arms and chest of silver, the belly of bronze, and the thighs of iron and the on uh, legs of iron and the feet of iron and clay. Looking at the world system. Looking at Nebuchadnezzar to the Silver Medo-Persian Empire. Right to Alexander the Great being the brass. The pagan Roman Empire was the legs, the thighs and legs of iron. And then, of course, we have the European Union even right through time till today. We have the ecumenism of the the Church of Rome bringing all of those of Protestantism in who will hear it. The, The harlot whore drawing... Uh, the heart its daughters in. All for an end time and a last time. All for a revived Roman Empire. But again, there's a miraculous stone. The miraculous stone is the kingdom of God. The miraculous stone was a stone in the same vision of Daniel 2, verse 45. It was a stone cut out without hands, speaking of the coming kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, And hear this sure foundation which we have in our hearts and in our lives. And our precious faith through the precious blood and precious Jesus. It's a precious promise that Christ is coming. And he will smash the image of this godless, atheistic, Christless world. A miraculous stone. It's not made with man's hands but God is building it from Abraham, Isaac and Jacob to Israel to you and I now redeemed by the blood Winning and looking, watching and praying for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, he's precious. He is precious to us. He's precious Jesus. Yes, and we also have a supernatural stone. A supernatural stone in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Paul speaks of Israel in the wilderness. And he speaks of this stone which followed them. And out of it they drank water. And he says, And this rock was and is Christ. Yes, brother, sister, and friends, Jesus. Is precious. He is precious intrinsically within himself. Because of who he is. In his person. He is God. Very God. Of very God. He is precious intrinsically. Because he is a man. A very man. Chosen of God and elect. He is precious. He is precious positively. Without a doubt. He is precious comparatively. There is none as precious as Him. None can compare to the Lord Jesus Christ. None can compare to His beauty and His majesty and His loveliness and His glory. None can compare to His blood and His sacrifice. He is precious comparatively. He is precious superlatively. In other words, he is precious above precious. More glorious than the glorious. Greater than the great. More beautiful than those who are of beauty. Yes, he is altogether lovely. The chiefest among any ten thousand and every ten thousand. The Lord Jesus Christ is precious. And he is precious suitably. To the believer. I finish with this thought for you this morning. Verse 7. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious. The term there. Unto you therefore which believe he is preciousness. Some say it reads. Unto you therefore which believe. It just says preciousness. Preciousness. Jesus is just preciousness. Preciousness personified. Preciousness which is magnified. Preciousness which is glorified. do you therefore which believe he is precious. In fact the term here. Going again from the elect in Christ. How Christ is loved by his father. Loved by God. And you and I loved in him. The term here that Peter is giving us is this. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious. It means the preciousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. The preciousness of him in comparison to his father. Or in relation, pardon me, to his father. That preciousness is yours this morning. That preciousness is mine this morning. That preciousness. In other words, as precious as the Son of God is. As precious as the Lord Jesus Christ is to his Father. Because you and I are in Christ. Then the Father loves us with the same preciousness. And we partake of the same preciousness. That you and I are precious. To God. Yes. You are in your failures. Yes. You are not perfect. Of course. But the father in his great grace. The father in his great mercy. He loves us. As he loves his son. And we are precious to him. Because we are in his son. And we share his preciousness. What a thought to take home this morning. This afternoon now. What a thought to go home with. Maybe you're being weak and weary and low and down. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you've let him down. Maybe you've walked away from him. He still loves you. If you're his child, he loves you. And you leave here this morning, child of God, knowing as Christ is elect, precious, and chosen of God, so you and Christ are elect and precious and chosen of God. And when that great, miraculous stone kingdom is completed at the coming of Christ in its fullness, when it comes in its fullness and Christ returns, you and I will be more than conquerors through him that loved us and we will rule and we will reign with him on the earth. Go home today. If you're driving your car in your own or whatever, with whoever, why don't you talk about how precious the Lord Jesus is to you. But how precious you are to your Father. And be encouraged this morning that he loves you. Not because of you. Not because he loves me, not because of me. But in spite of me, he continues to love me. May God bless you this morning. May God keep you and give you a safe journeying home. For Jesus' name's sake. Amen. Glenn, thank you.